you know, our goal is to be the, you know, the number one premier organization in the state serving athletes. So uh, I think that's going to get us a lot closer to that goal. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Live an Extraordinary Life. I am your host, Tim Bishop, and this podcast serves as a guide to help you define what an extraordinary life is for yourself. And on the show today, we have Rakeem Anim, aka Coach Rock. And Coach Rock is the founder of N1 Motion. And N1 Motion is a sports performance and fitness based company. Really, they look at your health holistically and they try to help you, in their words, be unstoppable, help you stay in motion, and help you be ready for everyday life in all aspects of your health. So Rock today is going to talk about his journey starting this business and also about his life story. So I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. Here it is. All right, everybody. Today, we got a special guest with us. We got Coach Rock. Coach is the founder of N1 Motion, and I'll let him kind of give a little intro of himself and what the company he's working on right now is. Yes. So, uh, (laughs) Coach Rock is my stage name. I always (laughs) got Kim Annam. Again, thanks for having me on the show. I'm extremely excited for this opportunity. This is actually my first podcast. So, yes, sir. uh, to be having this conversation with you guys and kind of shed light on, you know, what be, having an extraordinary life is all about um, and talk about some life experiences. But uh, like Tim said, you know, owner of In One Motion, um, you know, I'd say, you know, my background really started out, you know, being in the fitness industry and, and being an athlete growing up. And so I've always been fascinated working out in fitness. And so everything I do, uh, kind of, in a sense, revolves around that and serving people. Um, and so I'm just, you know, someone who's extremely passionate about giving back to others and, and, and training and, and uh, performance training, working with athletes in particular, kind of my trade. So uh, excited to, for this conversation today. Cool. Right on. Yeah, I want to get into the work you're doing, but I feel like we got to go on the on the journey first. We got to start back. And I'm curious how you even got curious like in this field, how'd you get introduced or how did you know this was something that you might want to start doing like way back in the day? <laughs> Honestly, um, let's see. And, and you know, it's funny when it took me a while to kind of discover from a career standpoint, the direction that I wanted to go. Um, but once I figured it out, it was almost like it, everything in life kind of came full circle for me. Hmm. Uh, you know, I changed my major three times when I was in college. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> exactly. So I started out as a marketing major, took econ, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a teacher that didn't speak good English and had terrible handwriting. And I did not, I got a D in that class. And I was so close. I pretty much had to end up dropping that class. So it didn't affect my GPA. And then I was like, yeah, I don't know about this whole deal. Uh, so I switched to graphic design. Um, I've always been kind of artistic growing up. I was really into drawing and art and that kind of thing um, in high school. So I thought that was a, a route that I wanted to go. Uh, and then I took art history too. And we're looking at all these ancient art artifacts and stuff like that. I'm looking at my classmates and they're like super into it. And I'm just like, I just like to draw stuff because it looks cool. <laughs> like it's not really that deep for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kind of had that realization like oh okay maybe this is just a hobby and not something that you know i need to really go in and make it a career um but it wasn't until what was man the end of my sophomore year really when it was like 
man, I remember taking a class in high school at the community college called STEP, and we got to learn about the human anatomy, the bone structure, muscles, how to tape uh, ankles and do all these different things. Like, man, that was really cool. Um, so I, you know, I started to brainstorm some different ideas and do some research um, and things. And originally I thought I wanted to be an athletic trainer, kind of, you know, be on the sideline of like the football field and help athletes that got injured. Um, because, you know, with my personal athletic career, that was kind of my thing is that I never felt like I had a chance to maximize what my potential was due to some injuries that I kind of dealt with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was something that kind of sparked my interest to help other people in that way. But then I was like, I don't know if I can tolerate seeing like broken bones and people <laughs> all over the place. So I'm like, hmm, did some more research. And then I, I kind of stumbled upon, you know, strength conditioning profession. And I was like, that's it. You know, that's, that's something that, you know, I would love to do. And I was, you know, it, it was, I was probably like third year in of me really start to like work out and take my training seriously uh, on my own. Um, mm. And so I was like, I think this is the route that, you know, I want to go. And when I say it kind of came full circle for me, um, I always kind of, my, my family was pretty active growing up. I was kind of an overweight kid. And so I remember going to Lifetime, you know, at a really young age, being in the childcare center. And then as soon as I was old enough, my dad was taking me into the gym to, to lift weights with all the old meatheads. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like, man, like it kind of came full circle how it's just been ingrained into my lifestyle. Um, and my mom, she was the one, you know, I remember my friends would come over, they'd spend the night and uh, they'd be like, you know, where's the, the where's the, the sweet sugary snacks and where's the good juices at and my mom we would have like soy milk rice milk in there like she was into like the yeah. healthy eating before it was like a fad right she so was like she was like vegan plant-based before that was a trend before it was a trend exactly like she was on top of that stuff way before and it's funny to see how that kind of evolved I'm like man i've been doing this stuff for years man like and it, it just kind of came full circle for me and i like it didn't really like i didn't really realize that was the route i was going to go i didn't want to really go that route actually but then as it came full circle i'm like man this is in my dna this is you know this is yeah yeah so i just kind of once i kind of discovered that man i knew it was a passion that i wanted to do um and then you know my job at that point was just to soak up as much knowledge as possible right so what was your first like what was your first gig what was your first job like in that in that field when you started uh, doing it um my first job i would say was interning at velocity okay uh, yeah that was my first gig actually um my first profession i had done some interning in the strength in the weight room at mankato that's where i went to school okay uh, so you know i do some shadowing hours and working in the weight room and then i got hired as an intern technically i wasn't paid so i don't know if that's it that's <laughs> my first job experience like actually learning and you know, learning about, you know, how do I actually apply uh, exercise and how do you use this, these specific variables that help get the desired outcome that you want when you're training people. Um, and so that was an awesome experience at the time, you know, that Velocity Sports Performance is one of the largest performance franchises in the country, um, especially at the time, they kind of owned the market. And, you know, we had guys like Larry Fitzgerald, Jermichael Finley, the top NFL guys within the Minnesota and, and, and uh, Wisconsin coming in, top college guys coming in for, you know, various sports. So it was a, a very cool experience and environment to kind of learn and soak up a lot of knowledge. Um, and then after that, I ended up, you know, getting my personal training certification. I worked at the YMCA through college, um, teaching like group fitness instructing, kettlebell classes, TRX, doing personal training, um, and just really learning, you know, in that environment, that more of a club environment too. Um, and then I ended up getting 
hired as a high school JV coach. Uh, oh, really? And so I was coaching girls basketball. Um, I've always kind of been in the basketball scene, uh, coach boys, AAU, 17U. Um, and I've kind of used that, that skill set from coaching, but I would, you know, intertwine the strength conditioning principles. So I'd be in charge of doing conditioning, you know, team warmups and adding those components to exercise stuff mm -hmm. on the side post or before practice. Um, those elements too. So really, you know, as I was learning this stuff, I had the opportunity to like directly apply it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do you remember your first client you ever worked with? Do you remember what that was like? <laughs> Actually, my first client. Um, so you know my brother. So yeah. I was enough as I'm kind of coming up into this profession. I had a younger brother who played at DOSL high school at the time. I think he's a freshman, you know, really starting to come on the scene as being known as one of the top basketball players in the state. Uh, he played, all his friends were very high level uh, basketball players. And so obviously for me, it's like I started training him at like LA Fitness on the side. Mm -hmm. I look back at I probably had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm killing it, right? <laughs> I started training, you know, basically just practicing and doing stuff with my brother. Um, and then, and his friends, right? So right. With them, um, and I, I was doing it for free at the time, just trying to, again, just learn stuff like that. But then my actually first paid client was uh, one of his friends uh, in particular. But then uh, I remember we would go out to the football field or the soccer fields, and I didn't have any money to buy any fitness equipment. Fitness equipment, extremely expensive when you're broke college. So you're like, right, yeah. So I remember going to like Menards and I'm buying, <laughs> I get an old duffel bag and I'm like duct taping uh, a cardboard box to the bottom of the bag, trying to like manufacture my own sled. That's I, what's up. <laughs> I'm cutting open basketballs and filling them up with sand and then getting gorilla tape and taping them shut and doing all like trying to like literally making like my own fitness equipment. And I'm like, all right, we're going to hit up the field. And we, I take them through the, the workout and it, I'm just rushing them. Like just literally just wearing him out with all this like super generic homemade fitness equipment. Right. Um, first actually paying client. His, his parents were fortunate enough. Those family friends of mine and they're fortunate enough to uh, allow me to do this, but he, 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 uh, got good results the next year he led the state in tackles uh the very next year in football so I thought that was you know the results kind of go for itself but after that you know word of mouth spread and then eventually you know you kind of just go from there um yeah. that's what is actually like my first paying client like man like I look back at I'm like how did they pay me to do this stuff but hey <laughs> <laughs> man that is that's an awesome story and I I, I mean when you're starting anything, you just have to make it work, right? You believe in yourself and you're like, all right, well, I have to make this work. So I'm going to go get all the supplies I need and we're just going to make it work. Like there's just no other choice. I got to make it work. <laughs> it work. I think being creative and resourceful is an underrated uh, skill set. I think that, you know, there's so many resources that we have access nowadays, especially with like this internet digital Asia we're in like there's unbelievable amount of resources and so that's a lot of time when I was trying to research what I want to do with my career I didn't have the people if I didn't have someone directly in my pocket that I could call I'm researching there's this thing called Google and it's the most powerful thing there is. <laughs> look it up right you can you can do your own independent research there's no excuses for anything 
Google really teaches you everything. Sometimes I feel like I ask questions and I'm like, why am I asking this? Like I can literally just <laughs> type this and I can get the answer to any of these questions that I have yeah. for sure. Uh, man, that, yeah, that's awesome. And it's interesting how, I mean, you know, you, I mean, you focus on like lifestyle and like, you know, per, like competitive athletes, but it's interesting how like your mixture like of coaching and then being involved in the basketball scene has now led into like your business, which is definitely a, a hybrid mix of like, you like kind of playing that coach and trainer role, I feel like sort of together still. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, you know, with our, with our business model in, in one, and that's just kind of through my experience um, being in the industry. Um, you know, I, I talked about my time at Velocity Sports Performance and at the time, like I said, we kind of owned the market when it came to training for youth athletes. Um, but times change. At the time, there wasn't a lot of other people who were training. It was like, you know, very select mm. few. Nowadays, you know, everybody on Instagram is a pro trainer, right? Because they're doing crazy footwork drills that look cool. Um, and so now there's more people offering these services and to the untrained eye, they all do the same thing. It looks good. If you get tired doing the workout, I guess I did something and I accomplished something. Right. So, Knowing this, you know, I, I, I thought it was really important to be able to diversify your service offerings. Mm. Uh, think of like a Costco or a Target. When you go there, they don't just sell produce. They don't just sell clothing. They have multiple sources of revenue that they have to kind of support with their bigger purposes. Um, and so I think a gym model is no different. It's important to not just serve youth athletes. Another thing that's tough about that is that they can only train for eight to 12 weeks at a time because they're in and out of season. And then you right. have you know even starting at you know 8 10 12 years old these kids are practicing five days a week so it's just not a sustainable business model to be able to just focus on one demographic and then nowadays you see a lot of like the boutique studios the orange theories of the world and you know cycle bars and they focus just on one niche you know and I want it to be organic to myself you know like I love that coach mentality training like you're an athlete I think there's a lot of metaphors that sports teach that can benefit not only the youth athlete coming up to help them get to the next level but also the lifestyle athlete who's you know just working a nine to five but you know how can we intertwine some of those those two different worlds but they have a lot in common right and it's For the, sure denominators is movement and motion and constantly pursuing you know bettering yourself day in and day out so that's kind of you know what our, our thing is all about at Inland Motion. Yeah for sure and I know we've talked about this before but that's like exactly what me and my friends are talking about right now because we all played sports we're all competitive and now we're like man we want a way to continue to move with people and to be able to experience like those team dynamics in a way that's going to like still sustain that part of like our deeper wantings to to be athletic, to be fit. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. Um, so at what, at what point on your journey of like working for Velocity and training, did you decide that I think I want to start my own brand around, around this work? What was that transition like? For me, um, you know, I, I never, I've always been uh, kind of a entrepreneurial, I would say. Um, you know, I was a kid who would be shoveling driveways in the winter time for the neighbors making an extra 30 to 50 bucks. 20, 20 30 bucks yeah exactly. i was the one going in and cleaning houses my my aunt my dad were real estate agents so they'd have these houses that would go on the market and they'd need someone that you know they would be vacant rather than somebody's renting them out or there's this you know time period where they moved out and then it's just sitting vacant they need to prepare for someone to purchase and they need to upkeep the, the property and so i'd go in and i'd clean it 
you know, and so that was an awesome gig for me. So I've always been kind of a hustler and entrepreneur in that way. Um, but, you know, for me, my biggest trigger was just thinking to myself, what's next? Um, it got to the point where I'm kind of like, okay, I think, you know, I'm all about impact. There'd be a lot of times where I'd have people reaching out to me, hey, I want to train with you. Um, like, sweet, let's get it in. Um, but they live all the way across town and they didn't have a transportation or it was too far for them. Um, or you run into situations where it would be like, uh, you know, I really want to train, but I don't have the funds. It's too expensive. Uh, that really resonated with me because my thing, like I said, is impact. And I think everybody should have that opportunity to reach their highest potential. And there's all these barriers that are in the way. So how do we knock that down? And then that's kind mm -hmm. of how N1, the concept of N1 started was originally with online training. With online, you don't need to be have to come all travel all the way across town to come and train with me. I can make your personalized workouts for you um, wherever you are. So you still get the experience of you're training with me, but you're doing it on your own and we're communicating weekly and holding accountable and all that kind of thing. Um, and then a couple months passed and I didn't act on it. Uh, and that was one of the biggest frustrations for me. In a sense, I felt, uh, I kind of felt like I had failed. Um, because I kind of, I pride myself on, on delivering when I say I'm going to do something. And that was just one of my new year's resolution goals. And it didn't happen that year. So I said, you know what, like that, this is something that I really want to triple down on. And I believe in myself, I believe I developed the skill sets, um, of being the director of, you know, sports performance there. So I, I kind of learned the business side and, you know, believed in my skill enough. And I think my, I had enough reputation out there. People knew my name, uh, to really jump in head first and this is literally uh while i'm on my honeymoon right after <laughs> i tell my wife i said hey uh you know i want to i want to go all in and, and and you know go all in on in one motion and uh you know go full time and quit my job and she freaked out <laughs> that was the first couple months right after we got married man we're rough as you could imagine like this is supposed to be exciting time and all of a sudden it's like this huge change uh, happens and you know but I knew deep down for me like my biggest fear in life is is uh, being on my deathbed and saying what if uh, I'm not afraid of failure I, that's not something that really I don't make decisions based on that but I wouldn't I would hate to say what if I would have tried this or what if I had done that like that's for me I would I wouldn't yeah. be able to that on my heart so I'm like you know what if I fail I can always get another job so <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> yeah so then did you like right away did you start with both the in-person and online model or what was the first step you took oh yeah i mean yeah so the in-person training I, it, it was more i mean that would pay the bills right the online thing kind of i had to learn a lot as far as like uh digital marketing and just the, the how to run, how do you get leads doing online training? How do you get your clients and all that whole landscape? I had to learn and learn and learn a lot through that process. Um, and so I'd still be doing in-person training on the side, personal training clients, going and training different teams and stuff like that. Um, but we didn't really have like a, a destination. So, you know, it was just more so me, one man band, uh, had a, another coach that was doing some online training with me. But besides that, and we do pop-up events, but besides that was pretty much it. Um, it really wasn't until about, I'd say, a year ago where it was like, okay, now we're going to bring a team together. We're going to have a physical pre presence where people can show up and train with us in mm -hmm. person. Um, and once we did that, that's when things really kind of took off. Yeah. Cool. Um, sweet. What's, uh, so in that, like, what's been 
one of just kind of like the biggest struggles that you've seen of like starting and growing a business. I want to ask a favorite moment as well, but I want to start with like, when you looked at the past couple of years, like what's something that if you were going to go back again, you'd kind of look at me like, yeah, that was, that was tough to figure out like this certain aspect of growing the business to where it is today. Man, there's so, so many, there's every day is tough. <laughs> um, I'd say a, a couple tough moments um number one was jumping in and just having that faith to jump all in uh and to to be confident in your own abilities as a business owner um that would i would say just like the initial start was definitely tough and, and challenging learning that process um i'd say that the the other big piece was um there was a moment in time started one as a sole proprietor so i'm all by myself running a thing and then um decided to go into business uh with a, you know, get a business partner. And so we were gonna merge, you know, our companies and kind of go forward with that. Um, and then literally maybe two, three months in through that process, right before we're supposed to close on a loan and get, you know, this awesome facility that we had planned to spend all this time and money on kind of going in that direction. Um, we ended up having to basically divide and go our separate ways. You know, it wasn't really to anybody's fault. It was just, you know, different visions um, where you want to take everything. And so, um, when you're, when you go a thousand miles per hour in one direction and then all of a sudden everything comes to a screeching halt and then you're find yourselves in no man's land, you're like, okay, there's only a one way street in and one way street out, but I need to get all the way across over here. Where do you go from there? And you, in a sense, and it was the timing of everything was just like, it was, it was, it was bad timing. Everything was just like came to, to a screeching halt. And so that was a struggle for me because I'm, I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say control freak, but I like having, uh, I like, I don't like the unknown, I would say, right. Yeah. It's always a moment in time where it's like, man, like you literally have zero control over a lot of things in life. And so I had to really be strong in my faith at the time and say, okay, where do we go from here? And as an owner, when you're literally hit that rock bottom, you have to, be even kill all the time you can't freak out um that was probably a, a very low time i'm not someone i would say who really struggled with like depression or anything and i wouldn't say i was depressed but it was a time where i would i was very anxious um i was i was i was just thinking like literally like what am i going to do what am i going to do right yeah so yeah I went back to what i know best grind and hustle pound the pavement um and then had to figure out a get some uh, a foundation um have a place where we could actually set up shop and be a destination for people to come um and then figure out how we're going to do the operational piece and then go a thousand miles per hour in, in another direction <laughs> <laughs> yeah once we once you know and then three months you know that was a, a tough i'd say eight weeks or so but um literally a month and a half, two months later, we had one of our highest revenue months to date. And so it just happened really quickly once we kind of got our back on our feet again. Mm. Haven't really looked back since, but I would say that's probably the single hardest moment that we had to deal with. Yeah. Um, I'd say just the day-to-day -day, uh, stuff. I think the biggest, the hardest piece about business, being an entrepreneur, business owner is just, like I said, it's just being even keel. Like you're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days. And our job is to put out fires. You're a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't take things personal. You can't be overly emotional. Uh, you just have to stay even keel, calm, cool, and collective, and uh, and keep rolling with the punches, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting, like what you talked about in that growth process, like when you're going a million miles an hour one way and you hit a roadblock and like you hit kind of a low, I feel like that's when, like I'm curious to get into your brain about kind of like your deeper reasonings here. I know you mentioned like you don't want to be on your deathbed and have any regrets as like kind of one deeper motive and you want to have impact on people. But I feel like when those times get hard, like having that deeper motive and deeper drive like around what you're doing is really important. So I'm curious, like as a whole right now, what you would say, like your deeper, like what, what you believe your business, I guess, is doing for people and why it's so meaningful to you and how that helps you just keep going even when like some things are up and down. Absolutely. So our mantra, uh, I would say the de definition of our actual business is what kept us going, our why, our purpose and our mission statement. Is that it exactly, right? So our mantra, um, is be unstoppable, right? Um, it's very easy to let things in life get in our way. We face these barriers on a day-to-day -day basis, and this is what we're saying to our client. This is what we're all about and saying, hey, you're gonna face barriers on your, uh, whether that's work-life balance, whether that's a coach that doesn't believe in you, whether that's financial resources or whatever the case might be, we face barriers in life, but we at M1 Motion are here to empower you to reach your fitness and performance goals so that you could be at your best. Um, and I had to take a step back and say, man, that's our purpose. And myself as a business, we're facing a huge barrier. Yeah. We're facing something that's a struggle. But if I'm telling other people to be unstoppable, I have to walk the walk and talk the talk too. Right. So not letting your failures define who you are, uh, but they, they shape who you are, right? It's how you come out on the other side. And so it was really like holding on to that concept and saying like, we're going to be the walking, talking example of that. And people can look to what we do in our business, how we function from our staff, our team, and how we operate and saying, we're not going to let anything get in our way um, from stopping us from reaching our goal. Um, the only way you fail in my eyes is if you quit, right? Like right. you can lose the battle, but everybody loses, right? We, all, we lose on a daily basis, but that's not failure. You only fail if you stop. And if you don't stop, you have another day to win, right? You're giving yourself more and more opportunity. And so I, just that mindset alone. Um, and then I think having a, a strong faith, um, you know, I'm a Christian. And so that for me, that's always my reset. Uh, ever things get, you know, I, I get scared. Um, and you're like, man, like, this is how am I going to make this work? It's really liberating when you feel like you can uh, leave it up to a higher power or source and just say, hey, I'm taking my hands off the wheels. I'm going to put it in God's hands to really yeah. drive, this, drive the steering wheel and take this thing where he wants it to go and not trying to be such a control freak and everything. It's, yeah. that, that's also probably one of the most liberating things. It's just like, hey, almost like whatever happens, happens. You know, <laughs> off the ride type of thing. So Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that for sure goes into, like you said, of just understanding, like there's things you can't control. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to grind. But like man's got a plan and like I, I only can do what I can do. and the rest we'll see what happens <laughs> exactly. when you're free, when you're skydiving you're free falling you're just like well hope the parachute opens it's supposed to you know, if there's no wor point in me worrying and freaking out now it's once you're free falling there's you're out of, <laughs> out of <laughs> oh man that's awesome so yeah talk to me about this one i mean in this journey just like one moment you think of as like that was a, a really memorable moment like is there any specific times you remember where you just the team celebrated or just there was this day and you're like this is i'm so grateful to be doing this um 
I think there's a lot, there's a lot of small moments like that, I would say. Um, it's, it's hard, right? Because you're always goal setting and planning for the next thing. Yeah. Uh, but I would say whenever we have an event, man, and we, we host these awesome events all over the metro area at our gym, um, but every, every time we have an event and just seeing the people from all different walks of life come together, um, I'm extremely ap- appreciative of that. The fact that people are willing to take their time out of their day um, or even every time a new client signs up, to be honest with you, it's just like that people actually are believing in the concept of what we're trying to go, you know, where we're trying to go with our business. So yeah, for sure. That's validation of, Hey, we're on to the right track. We're doing something good here. We're on to something. And so that just fuels, fuels the mission that, okay, we are doing the right thing. People really are taken to this. So how do we triple down on that and continue to impact more people? Um, so those, those are the things that I think are really important to, to, you know, pick your head up and smell the roses for a second um, and, and celebrate those small victories. But I try and do that. Like I said, even when we do the events, we get, you know, 30, 40, 50 people in here just, you know, having a great time from different parts of the city and, and coming for the sake of just, you know, being better, bettering themselves, I think it's just an awesome experience. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So talk to me about then your, your approach now, like about your gym, like it seems like you have a pretty holistic approach for you guys. I mean, you offer nutrition advice, you offer, you know, obviously recovery and you have a physical therapist. Like why is it important to you to offer kind of a holistic approach to health and wellness? Yeah. Cause I, I, I believe, um, health and wellness is, is something that it's, a it's, it's not just one thing. I think people are getting more educated now. Right. Uh, I think 20 years ago, if someone said, how do I become more healthy? They would say, stop drinking two liters of pop. Right. <laughs> right. Or stop, you know, eating fat. Right. That would be, you know, low fat was what you saw all over the, you know, consumer goods. And now then it went to no sugar. Now it's, then it was high protein. Now it's vegan or, <laughs> right you're you're seeing all these things in marketing and packages but i would say like people are becoming more knowledgeable when they understand like whole health is holistic it's not just about nutrition sure. it's about working out um and even with working out it's inevitable just from our day-to-day compensations from our day-to-day lives if you're sitting in a chair desk job eight hours a day you're gonna get tight hip flexors and then tight hip flexors uh forces you into a forward posture then a lot of people will get uh, low back pain because of that and then it, all these things just kind of ex- exacerbates itself and so to have good health really you have to pay attention to all these different things and so you combine that with the all the different distractions that people have on the day-to-day life um, that are pulling them in a million different directions so if we can have a place where people can go and uh, get all of their needs served a lot of people have a chiropractor that they go to they have a physical therapist or they have a trainer they work with they have their you know all these different things that they're doing making it more convenient for people to have that in one space where they don't have to drive all over the place um if they're seeing a pt if their shoulders bother them they can be proactive and not wait until you know they can't do anything for six months hey get it checked out we can do some corrective movements or decrease inflammation and she you know our pt can do some of those things so that you can get back to doing what you love right away you know what i mean our clients lifestyle athletes when we're we target uh you know fitness enthusiasts so people who are into working out they love to work out so if they have to stop working out because of something like they they're not happy or right you're not not obsessed with it 
it's like, oh, I was doing great. I was consistent for a month, but then this happened. So I have to stop. And this like start and start and stop process is extremely exhausting mentally for a lot of people, I think. Um, and so if we can not have them stop, like we have, you know, our, our saying is get in motion, stay in motion, right? As long as you don't stop, you can sustain it. It's that, that starting, you know, there's an actual uh, physics, right? It's called inertia that holds you back from a static position that it's physically harder to, once you're at a stance, <laughs> something so as long as we can keep going and manage through it um it's easier to sustain a, a healthy uh lifestyle that way yeah yeah everyone for sure knows that feeling of you take a break and then it's like okay all right i gotta get i gotta get myself moving again yeah. for sure um yeah so is that i mean so yeah I, I knew one of your core philosophies was like n1 motion which like came out of like literally newton's first law of motion which was like <laughs> objects at rest remain at rest objects in motion remain in motion and i'm curious like in my own personal life when i'm thinking about like sustaining health over the long term like is that one of the the principles you think like that remains is saying like just don't stop don't stop moving don't stop doing it is there any other like core principles you see there of like sustaining this long term because like I, I told you like before like my goal is like i'm gonna be able to play sports my whole life like i don't want to be able to play just for like really well for five years and then be done right so but everyone has different goals but like when you think about like a long-term approach i think like the majority of the general population isn't like a hard competitive like professional athlete so like my mindset goes to like how do i stay healthy over this the course of the next many years i don't want to be doing this stuff is there anything general advice you kind of have when you think about that you kind of hit the nail on the head there it's be in motion stay in motion i mean it's really that simple it's constantly keep moving and staying active, um, making your personal health a priority. Um, and whatever that means for you, there's going to be times where you uh, are going to get really busy with work, and then you're going to have a little bit of, of work-life imbalance. Um, but even when that happens, instead of saying, man, I'm so busy, I can't afford to work out for an hour, five days a week, a lot of people will say, I can't do it, so they don't do anything at all. That's okay, right? So if you're a little bit busier over a period of time, Shorten your workouts to 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Or just do it two days a week or three days a week, right? But the key is to never stop. You always have to keep going in motion and making progress and change your focus. Maybe instead of saying over this period of time, I'm not going to focus on losing weight or building mass. I just want to kind of sustain right now until I can get through this period. Because um, life, it comes and goes in seasons, right? Like if you can get through, this, through a season in your life that's extremely busy and chaotic, then you're just going to put less pressure on yourself during that period of time. Then you have more a season where, hey, I really want to double down and triple down on my health. Then you go all in and you crush it. But not being so hard on yourself and understanding, like, as long as I keep doing something, that's okay. And just being all right with that. Um, and then when you do face these things that are really tough, like, don't let things stop you from, from losing that, right? Don't let it stop you. That's, those are the main principles. Like, Stay in motion and be unstoppable. <laughs> like that's five uh, to say two words. Three words, I should say. Yeah, there's a reason you chose those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's interesting. It's backwards and like a logical brain. But I was just literally doing research on. I mean, obviously this makes sense. But like when you work out and you stay healthy, you have more energy. You can do more work. You can do more things in the time you have. So even though you feel like you're giving up time at times, like the payoff is there and just like your general productivity in life. So that 
for me was like, okay, this just makes sense to continue on this pursuit. Even if I feel like I'm doing a half an hour, like less of work, like quote unquote, but it, yeah. it pays dividends for sure. For sure. I mean, if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, CEOs, leaders, whatever, all these people are active lifestyle. They, they, they probably are the busiest people that you will ever know. They're a lot busier than you or I even. Um, and they, every second of their life is, is scheduled to a T they're, whether that they're managing, you know, 20 different businesses across time zones, all this other stuff, they find time to work out. If they have to wake up at four 30 and get in 30 minutes on the treadmill, they do it. So I'm like, if they can do it and they have gotten to level of success, there's a reason for that because they understand that they can't fill other people's cup unless they fill our own. And a lot of times we will prioritize our work. We'll prioritize uh, our family and our kids. But it's like when you're doing all those things, you're pouring out of your cup. You have to fill your cup. Mm. If your cup is empty, you can't pour in anybody else's. And, and that comes from just self-love and taking care of yourself. Otherwise, nothing is sustainable if you don't do that. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I want to ask you one more question about N1 before we kind of start to close this thing up. But talk to me about just like the value you see in having like a community and having like a gym space to actually go to having a coach or a trainer you can confi- like confide in. What do you think are the main benefits of, of doing something like that as opposed to going after it on your own? Um, I'd say number one, the social aspect. Um, that's probably the most important piece. Humans, we're social beings and we like to hang out with people that we have in common. So like obviously that adds extra accountability. You go to a gym and you obviously there's going to be other people who work out or have the same similar goals as you do. You can probably find a lot of other common things that you guys have in common. So I think, I mean, I've been in gyms where, you know, people there's, I built relationships, you know, through my profession with people that I've been friends with for, you know, 12, 15 years now mm-hmm. that I've met in the gym setting. Look at you and myself, you know what I mean? We kind of started that yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of benefits in relationships that, I mean, I think that's probably the number one thing is just building relationships and the social aspect of it. Um, but I think the, the other piece would be just accountability, um, having people that you can go to battle with on a day-to-day basis. I think it's super it cool. It makes it more fun um, and, and to hold you accountable on your journey too. I think those are the most important uh, key aspects. Cool. Sweet. Well, looking forward into uh 2020 and beyond you got any kind of main either personal or business goals for the next year that you're thinking about i'd say uh from a company for animal motion our biggest goal number one um we're looking to expand the business so looking to uh get another location um within the area um and that's really huge for us because that would just give us an opportunity to become more of a community staple um and really grow roots uh and be that establishment that people can go to uh for all their fitness and performance needs you know, our goal is to be the, you know, the number one premier organization in the state serving athletes. So uh, I think that's going to get us a lot closer to that goal. Um, And then personally, I'm going to take some time early January to really map out, you know, some personal stuff. But for me, I think in 2020, one thing that's big for me is going to be having balance. Um, It's very easy for me, as you can imagine, to get so consumed with uh, the job and work and that kind of stuff. But it's important for me to spend time with family and, and, and friends. Um, but, you know, and continue to grow, you know, that build relationships with other people, grow spiritually, uh, take care of my own mental health and physical health as well, I think is really important. So really it's just balance and, and just enjoying life, I think is important. Yeah. 
life is short. We take a lot of you know stuff for granted. So I just want to be have have good balance overall. I think is important. Cool, um, sweet. Well, if people want to learn more about like you or the work you do. Where should I where should I direct them? Direct yeah, them to. Uh, please, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, that's Coach Rock, Coach underscore R A K. Uh, feel free to give me a follow. I post you know a lot of great content. Um, on different workout tips and exercise tips. Uh, also give M1 Motion a follow. Um, we'd love to serve you guys anywhere you can if you're looking for fitness and performance needs. Um, we'd love to work with you. We do offer free trials. So if anybody want to come and try us out, if you just have more questions about myself and how we got started on our journey, feel free to reach out to me personally uh, at Coach Rock on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way to get in contact. Sweet. Well, I got uh, one final question for you, and it's a question that I asked pretty much everyone because I'm trying to see what everyone says about this question because I think everyone's got different ideas of what a good life is to them but when I want to ask you is just like when you think about your life what do you think are the most important aspects of just like living a good life for you uh the most important aspect uh gratitude is is, is the most important thing just being grateful uh I think grateful yields happiness um and so for me, I, that's that's really what I live by. It, it's quite simple, right? When you can, if you do the things that make you happy, life will be okay, right? Now, it's not saying things are going to be easy, um, but generally, if you can just have gratitude and be grateful for the small things in life that you have, and you're not always looking and compare yourself to other people uh, and just be grateful for what you have, there's going to be a lot more room for abundance uh, through that. And you'll get satisfaction through serving other people. Um, but ultimately, that's just going to go back to, you know, being deep down in your heart and just being a happy individual. Uh, if you find yourself in a place that, you know, where you're not happy or, and it's hard to find things to be grateful for, happy about, when there's always somebody out there that's struggling more than you are, right? And so I think just having that perspective in life uh, is the key to having long-term happiness. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, well, it's been a blast, man. I appreciate you coming onto the show and uh, happy I got to steer, share your story a bit and some of your thoughts and look forward to seeing what you do uh, in the future, man. Sounds like things are going to be going to be bright. So look forward yeah. to following it. Absolutely. We have to check in in a year or so to see uh, if there's any cool updates. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Cool. But yeah, sounds good, man. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, best of luck with everything. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. I hope that Coach Rock's story helped show you some of the challenges and excitements of starting your own business, helped you think more about your own health and how you want to optimize it in your life, and gave you some perspective on what it takes to live a good life. And in Rock words, that all maybe starts with just being grateful for the things that we do have. So once again, thanks for tuning in. I will link Coach Rock's info in the bio if you want to reach out to him or if you're interested in checking out his gym or his mobile application. As always, people, go live an extraordinary life.